This is Puck Here, New Zealand's hockey podcast, with your hosts Logan Swinkles and Joe Jury. Joe is back, everybody. I'm back. Uh, last week felt very weird doing it solo. I have to admit, um, I didn't. I didn't bother taking like a photo of it just because it <laughs> looked kind of lame. But my little one man uh, podcasting setup and just doing it in my bedroom, uh, linking everything through my camera and talking to myself it was very strange. I was lonely. I must commend you. It was a it was a very good interview with uh, you did with Kerry Goulet. Um, if you haven't heard that yet, go back and listen to it. Um, sounds like we're going to be like the exclusive media partners <laughs> for the hockey classic. He was very happy with what we were doing. Yeah, he was. <laughs> okay, so I think he's just one of those guys that is very excited about hockey, which is cool because we want people like that around. The, qu- the quote was, thank you very much for the opportunity to talk about this. <laughs> thank you very much for uh, bringing that up. Uh, but actually the names, the teams should be announced probably in about a week. Mm. So, yeah. Um, one thing I am gutted about, I forgot to tell you before because I was moving and was it fucking mess i couldn't figure out my life um i forgot to mention you should have asked him about the last time he was here um what he thought of the amateur goalie that played and the between periods taking shots by kyle quincy because that was me oh (laughs) (laughs) probably like oh yeah the guy was that guy was all right that was all right shit goalie he was a terrible glove hand (laughs) couldn't skate uh, so back to now, um, very quickly, very quickly. So the New Zealand under twenties, or as as I said, us millennials, we like to call them the junior ice blacks. Don't say that. Junior ice blacks. Don't say the junior ice blacks. <laughs> uh, actually, I because I hit up Casey Lucas about that. I was like, I was like, am I the only one that calls them that? And she's like, Nah, dude. Everyone in Queenstown calls them that. It makes sense that they are the junior ice blacks. What right. else would they be? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so they're in Bulgaria at the moment for the uh, WHF Division 3 Under-20 World Championships. And by the, Oh, my God. Okay, that's one thing I've been wanting to bring up for a while is the WHF um, naming conventions for everything. It's just so long and boring. And, oh, my God. I just... Can we think of cooler names? Because, like, the top of the Under-20s, right, is called the World Juniors. That's mm-hmm. a cool name. Mm-hmm. Can we think of something like that for like our division? What about the? Uh, Why don't we just call it World Juniors Division Three? The Backyard Division, the World World Juniors Backyard Hockey World Juniors. Uh, well, I think Cam Green would uh, <laughs> probably have something to say about that. Maybe uh, ask the Double H Double HF for some uh, money there. If there's one man that was going to take on the Double HF. It would be Cam Green. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, so New Zealand is over there, coached by um, Justin Daigle. Uh, they dropped their first game to Bulgaria, the the host country, five three uh, on. I'm getting my days Tuesday. Yes. Um, thinking of time difference here. Uh, on Tuesday, in front of a raucous home crowd, um, including one lady with a flag, which I thought was kind of cute. Um, so, I got up. The game was at 7 a.m. Uh, New Zealand time. Unfortunately, it seems like the rest of 
uh, New Zealand's games are at 3.30 a.m. So, if you want to get up and watch those games, you can. They are being live streamed. And, um, I mean, the quality is all right. Where, where are they being live streamed? <laughs> On YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Huh, you? Unbelievable. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they're doing a good job. Uh, mad stream team. So, you can watch the games there. Obviously, just overnight, actually. Uh, New Zealand played Australia. And we lost 6-3, unfortunately. Never like losing to Australia. No, 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 no. It's um. And what? How? What are our kind of chances pre this tournament for a positioning? What were the thoughts? Are we middle of the pack kind of thing, or were we looking at a yeah a I, placing? I, I mean, obviously, you want a placing. Like that's the goal. Um, I was. I mean, you know, the gold medal would be nice because then you can go up a division. Uh, realistically, um. I guess maybe also mean, you know, uh, Daigle's first year coaching um, the team. You know, I mean, you can expect miracles and sometimes miracles happen. But sometimes, you know, you need a bit of time to sort of like work with the team and get things going. And, you know, maybe by like year two, um, you know, you can kind of get maybe get some more results. Uh, But I would have thought at least a play scene. Um, right now, I mean, with, with two games in, there's still uh, a few to go. Unfortunately, it, there's I don't think there is um, like playoffs. Like it's I think it's all just done. It's just a round robin, and it's all done on points. And once the round robin is done, uh, I think that decides it. And I guess if you if there's a tie, maybe there might be like a playoff game or something. But I'm pretty sure that's how it went last year in Dunedin. Um, it was all round robin. I don't think they did. Um, I don't actually cannot remember if they did gold medal. I don't or think not. they did. I think it's just old school tournament styles. Yeah, it really throws robin. me off because, like, in twenty fifteen, I believe it was. Yeah, twenty fifteen. I was down in Dunedin for the other twenties, and um, that had like a gold medal, bronze medal game. Right. Which I think is a much better. Uh, format than just having the points mm. like you get you got to have the round robin obviously but i feel like just ha- you know having a gold medal match just adds a lot more to it you can have that redemption story you lose in the round robin you come back revenge like the mighty ducks against iceland <laughs> yeah so what's the time check on that seven minutes okay so uh we're, we're talking about mighty ducks now obviously um but before we do that, yeah, make sh- if you can watch the rest of the games uh, on on YouTube, we'll post the links. Um, I actually was gifing. Is that the word? Gifing. Jiffing. Jiffing. I still say gif, but people say jiff. But it doesn't. Apparently, the guy GIF reminds me of the cleaner. Yeah, that's probably why I say uh, gif as well. But I, I think the guy that invented the like file format said uh, it actually is jiff. Yeah. Uh, but you know he wasn't from new zealand so. yeah thanks no, thanks <laughs> exactly he's never um smelt jiff before or used jiff before so being just cleaning for a week jiff really that's some strong shit <laughs> that will clean anything <laughs> chuck some jiff on a wall and you'll just peel the paint off Ugh. just open up the windows buddy i don't want you breathing uh, too many of those too many of those fumes um so who knows what could happen there? Um, 
Yeah, fuck. <laughs> just talking about the GIF. Yeah, I'm losing my train of thought. Uh, but yeah, so I was I was trying it out. So this was something um tr- that we're trying out uh, ahead of this year's NZHL season um is making and uploading gifts of like highlight play so like goals big saves um that we can upload directly to our twitter you know basically as soon as they happen uh, kind of works like a pretty much like an instant replay in mm. a sense now that you know there's no actual like instant uh, replay um on the live streams itself and the cool thing with youtube is that you can wind back with live streams whereas with facebook i believe you can't you can't do that until it's all over mm-hmm it's, you know, because, you know, Facebook sucks. So, of course, that's how it works. Um, and, yeah, it worked out pretty well. It's actually kind of stressful when things start to, like, back up. So, in the New Zealand-Bulgaria game, um, there was, I think, oh, Bulgaria scored two goals in, like, 15 seconds. And then outside of that, like, all this other stuff happened. And I was just, like, it was all backing up. And I was, like, ah. Oh. I was, like, because I got the idea from... Um, if you're a Leafs fan, he's an amazing uh, person to follow on Twitter. And that's at Flintor, F-L-I-N-T-O-R. He, it, pretty much every Leafs game, he's got gifts up basically as soon as they happen. And I was like, shit, how does he do them so fast? So I looked into it and um, I think I'm getting there. So it's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good for the uh, listeners at home. What uh, program are you using? I don't want to say. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a free one uh, if you want to do your own thing. You can just if you've got a Mac, you can just get the the Giphy screen capture thing. And on the new phones now, you can actually screen capture your screen. Have you noticed that? Yeah, you can like I know because I think we've both got the new uh, iPhone eights recently. It's really weird because it goes off sometimes without knowing, and then you're watching a video and you've actually captured the screen. It's fucking weird. Yeah, and I noticed that. And it, yeah, it's sort of like just captures all your scrolling movements. Mm. Um, nice little feature there, uh, Apple. I wouldn't have thought of that. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, okay. Mighty Ducks. This this is the stuff that obviously you really want to get into, Joe. Yes. So What news? Uh, I was tagged <laughs> in about 14 different times in this <laughs> news story yesterday. I bet. And uh, yesterday, man, we had a really good day for our Facebook page. Because obviously you had the Junior Ice Blacks, um, you had the Mighty Ducks, and also I put up some highlights of um, Grace Harrison's uh, latest game where she got a shutout. She yeah. is just ripping it up. I know. And um, I've been talking to her dad a bit lately. Really cool guy. And he's just like, you know, she's, I guess she's like typical like Kiwi kid, like kind of reluctant to talk about her stuff about herself um and like achievements which you know i totally get that um but you know i think it's like really supportive of like what we're doing and stuff so that's really cool and like i really appreciate um yeah even like you know parents of players reaching out to us you know i I think it's really cool um but yeah so our facebook did really well on basically all the awesome shit that happened uh yesterday but the yeah obviously the big thing is that there's a tv show a reboot maybe a reboot would you call it a reboot or is it a reimagining i don't know because well obviously so it's in very early the early development stages of a mighty ducks tv show um according to the hollywood reporter uh abc signature Studios. so you know big name behind it as well mm-hmm. um but uh, there's no network attached to it yet 
you no. can't, can't imagine it would be ABC. <laughs> yeah, <you'd, laughs> with them having the rights and I guess they're Disney, aren't they? ABC is Disney. So oh, guess, Disney kind of um, own a lot of the media in America now. They own basically. Mickey Mouse is just sitting back owning everything. Oh! Um, but yeah, you'd kind of, you want it to be a Netflix thing. I don't know. Mm. So, you get a you get a season to binge on straight away. That um, would be cool. And it's not. It kind of makes sense, right? I would hope it would be kind of down. Ideally, it would be have a kind of i don't watch it but i've seen bits of it rivendale kind of vibe nicely produced not just cheesy tv like a um network tv show uh streaming netflix kind of bit of edge to it some drama is there like because yeah i haven't seen rivendale either is there like sexual uh innuendos and stuff in there lots of sexual innuendo because obviously Mighty Ducks was very innocent, very innocent, very Disney. Obviously, well, I know you had um you had the romance between Gee and um that wasn't the girl who grew up to be in a whole bunch of TV shows, but no one Connie. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you had obviously Julie. <laughs> you mean the the crush that basically every guy in the world had on Julie the cat pretty much yeah uh, I'm I mean yeah I'm really looking forward to it um, there's been no names attached to it yet there's not even a script yet this is literally the uh, pretty much the early blue sta- sky yeah of. it's pretty much the earliest stages of development that uh, a TV show can be in it's basically saying hey we are making this at some point um, but so what do you reckon it's gonna be will it be Ideally, what would you want? Would you want it 20 years later and it's the gang all grown up? Or would you want an origin story back to the start of Gordon Bombay, drunk driving, having to start up the do his time all over again? I'm generally not a fan of origin stories. Um, like you can do them right, but I've been, I was burned by uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> yeah well i mean there has actually been no good wolverine movies apart from logan logan was good as i actually your namesake <laughs> actually so um on a recent flight i watched the wolverine the one where he goes to japan oh jeez really i quite liked it oh no i, I <laughs> but that origins one was probably the worst yeah it's probably it's definitely the worst like x-men uh movie i've ever seen yeah so i i wouldn't want an origin story i i guess the 20 years thing kind of makes sense right um but then it's a matter of like yeah i think that would probably the guarantee initial success of the show because if you had the 20 years thing right and you get some of the people uh, who were in the original movie. Come Joshua back. Jackson. Yeah. Dude, huge name. Like, biggest name to come out of that series. He needs to be back on TV. Yeah. I mean, I never really watched... Um, what was the science science fiction show? Yeah. It was good. Yeah, my dad really liked it. I, I never got onto it. Um, but, you know, big name there. Um, you can just imagine old uh, Charlie Conway 20 years later. He's a dad. Um would it be 20 years? I kind of, maybe 25, 90, 
92, so it'd be coming up to 25, yeah. 92, 93, I think. Yeah, so it came out before the ducks were born. So imagine they, imagine they're like in their 40s. And he's that, a hockey dad. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, he's a hockey dad, bona fide punishing Minnesota hockey dad. Mm. And he's pressuring his kid to, you know, obviously chase the dreams that he once had. And he's, he's living vicariously through that. And I assume Charlie never made it to the pros. And so he's putting all his energy into his kid to like, you know, don't make the mistakes I did, son. And um, I guess things happen and that um, maybe his son starts to like resent him. Dream his son's called Gordon. Gordy. <laughs> Have to be. Gordy or Hans. Hans. <laughs> Something like that. Um, yeah, I think that could be a... Although it seems like that would be the safe option. Mm. I If they do go down that alley, they need to get... They need to sign on Margot Robbie to play the 20-year-later Julie the Cat. <laughs> really? Mm. Wouldn't you just get the yeah. actual cat? <laughs> No, no, no. Get Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie, she's done that Tanya Harding movie now. She can skate. Everyone's seen it. Get her into this uh, program, this project. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so, you thinking that as well, 25 years later on kind of thing? Like, what would your what would your um, pitch be for the show? Uh, I I do like the, the idea of just going back to starting fresh. A lot of people haven't seen the original movies so you could get away with having it as starting again as a complete not re i guess you could say reboot so it's gordon bombay obviously not emilio estevez because he's almost dead um so a new character playing him and just he's the he's the troubled lawyer who goes off the tracks and then his story of redemption and then it just goes through it again. I think uh, uh, if it's going to be very Disney kidsy, that would probably be the way to go. Whereas if it's going to be a later kind of remodel, mm. you could get away with it being a bit grittier. And a I would like it to be a bit darker. I think. Yeah. Same. Um, and I especially, I mean, I guess it depends on what your target audience is. Are you going for the people that grew up with the movies, or are you going for a new generation? If it's if you if it's people that grew up with it, I think you want that grittiness. Mm. But if you are, yeah, otherwise you can just go back and watch the movies again. That too, um, and you know I've got all three on a box set, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at them right now. <laughs> I think that was a birthday present from my uh, fiance one year. I was basically like, I need this. <laughs> um, so I mean, this is probably not going to come to our screen screams screens. Um, probably until 2019 maybe even 2020 who knows um shows do take quite a while to develop yeah so i guess we'll see um but more ducks chat this is you know people i don't think they complain so much about uh, the leafs chat anymore which is kind of cool um but there'll be a lot of ducks chat on the show i wanted to talk to you joe about the adam henry trade what a trade what a, well this has worked out really well i mean I've been trying to trade Sammy Vartanen since we started this podcast. So it's true. Your <laughs> your whole thing was um, for JVR, wasn't it? Yes, it was. That was started last year. Um, 
And with Anaheim having such massive injuries at the start of the year, they were playing fucking Derek Grant as their number one center for a while while gets off and Kessler were out. Uh, they got Adam Hen- Henrique, who I've always liked as a player. He's been a kind of a player for the Devils that it's got a bit of a bit of a vibe to him. Um, so it was him for Vatanen, and then just the way that it worked out, he scored almost one of the goal of the season over and past Sami Vatanen when the Ducks played the Devils, which was that was cool, a beautiful thing to see. Um, so he's come in, and now with Getzler and um, Getzlaff and Kessler back. He's kind of slipped into a third line role with Andre Kasha, who's turning into like a little surprise sniper. Yeah. Um, I mean, fucking having Adam Henrique as like your third line center, that's not bad. And then you've got um, official abusing face-off winning monster Antoine Vermeet as your fourth line center, which is... <laughs> pretty pretty good so the actual like the initial trade right so uh anaheim traded sammy vatanen um and a conditional draft pick to new jersey for adam henrik um yeah young or not really young 23 year old prospect uh joe plan dc and a 2018 third round pick and there's a few conditions there um, so Anaheim gets New Jersey's third round pick in the 2018 uh, draft. New Jersey will get a conditional third from Anaheim if certain con- situations come to fruition. Which do you want to go through these, Joe? Lots of conditions. Not as much as that um, Kevin Shattenkirk trade last year. But so the conditions are: if Anaheim signs Henrik to a new standard player contract for 2019-2020, prior to their own third round pick in the 2019 draft. Anaheim will transfer their third round pick in the 2019 draft to New, Zer- to New Jersey. I love you. You're just like, you're trying to figure out what this all means in your yeah. head as you're saying it. <laughs> uh, so, and then also if Anaheim signs Henrik to a basically a normal contract for 2019-2020, after their third round pick in the 2019 draft, Anaheim will transfer their own third round pick in the 2020 draft. So, and then if he doesn't resign with Anaheim, New Jersey get no pick. So basically if they sign him before the 2019 draft, uh, Jersey will get a pick from that same year. Yeah. yeah. And, and then likewise afterwards, for 2020. Yeah. Um, do you reckon it's likely that Anaheim will want to resign him? I, I reckon with, yeah, it's hard with, because they're, they're stacked with Kessler and Getzlaff earning shitloads of money for the next thousand years. Um, and I would think he would, on the free agent market, get quite a few offers and quite a bit of money to be that second line, third line depth center. So, it would, yeah, I don't know if they can afford to pay him. Um they're kind of they're a budget team, so they're really kind of stacking up already with money. So I would like them to re-sign him, but I don't know if they can afford it. <laughs> They've got they're paying Patrick Eves like four million dollars a year, and he's out ill. So that would be kind of the money that they could use, but he's tied up 
Uh, on the other side of things, do you think, so obviously Adam Henrik is working out quite nicely for the Ducks. Uh, do you reckon that uh, Sami Vatanen in turn is also working out for the Devils? He's playing like third pair minutes and on the power play. He was always kind of a power play guy. So it's helping Jersey's power play, but he's kind of getting shown up five on five quite a lot. Um, and Jersey are kind of, they've, what have they lost now? Seven, nine in a row? Yeah, sort of, you know, they were looking quite good at uh, the start of the season, like quite surprising. And I guess they've kind of <clears throat> dipped down a bit since then. Um, probably not into the realms of a Ottawa Senators. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the annoying thing about this trade is they gave up Shea Theodore at the start of the season. Having said that, <laughs> um, we say dip. I guess I guess this kind of shows uh, like the Eastern Conference. Uh, New Jersey are actually second in the Metro. Yeah, that Eastern Conference is a... Really shit storm, especially the Atlantic. Yeah, interesting beast this year, eh? Like, um, you know, Washington, you're at the top, have 61 points. New Jersey have 56, Columbus 55. And, like, it's a very tight race right now for the wild card. Philly have uh, have the first spot and they got 54. The Rangers have 53. And then just behind that, uh, you've got Pittsburgh, the Islanders, and Carolina all nipping at their heels. Like Philly have the last wild card spot and they lost nine in a row at some point in the end of October, November. It's weird. It's a weird. So still plenty of games in the season. Um, so I mean. And the Las Vegas fucking Golden Knights are first in the league. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So George McPhee, he's obviously guaranteed winning, um, you know, for GM of the year. Yeah. Coach of the year. Gerard Gallant as well, surely. Probably. Probably. Unless he didn't get a cab out of Carolina this time. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, look at me now, motherfuckers. Someone said they should have um, they should have hired like 23 cabs instead of leaving in the team bus after the Carolina game where they became first in the league. They should have hired 23 cabs and just every single person left individually in a cab. <laughs> just as a big F you. That's, I mean... It's an expensive FU, but I mean, I guess they can afford it, right? They're in the NHL team. Um, yeah, it's, it's it sucks about Vatanen because, you know, sort of like crunching the numbers and um, I mean, his points per game have gone up. Like they've pretty much doubled. He was, uh, he only played like 15 games for the Ducks um, before the trade. And he's sitting at uh, 0.266 points per game. Uh, his shot percentage was 4.5. Strangely enough, now of New Jersey, he's played 22 games. His shot percentage has dropped down to 2.3, mm. um, which is very, very low. I, I was, that's got to go up at some point. Uh, but he is at 0.454 points per game. Um, so his production is going up, but his shot percentage has gone down, which a little strange. Obviously, he's just bagging a lot more assists there, uh, like you say, on the power play. Just passing it up to Taylor Hall. He's just... Ripping it. Burning up the ice. And then, like, Henrik, kind of, like, numbers-wise, uh, between the Devils and coming to the Ducks, he's largely not that different. His shot percentage has doubled, like, 8.2 uh, for the Devils and now 16.3 for the Ducks. So, he's obviously, he's riding a very hot hand with that shot. Yeah, and he's he's got, he's almost doubled his goals, so that's 
equivalent to a shooting percentage, and that shooting percentage will come down, you'd think. But I mean, if he can kind of get through to about 15, 18 goals for a season, that's yeah, for that's like, pretty good for a third-line center. Yeah, that's pretty good production. I'd, I mean, yeah, if I was a Ducks, I'd be pretty happy. And, I mean, I'd definitely re-sign him. He would look a lot better on the um, third line of the Leafs than Tyler Bozak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even know how much I want to talk about the Leafs at the moment. <laughs> um, this is why it's such a Ducks-heavy podcast because you don't want to mention the Leafs at all. You don't want to mention their um, their situation <laughs> about what they do with all these different players. It's it's interesting. I gotta wonder. So um, obviously, we both subscribe to the Athletic, and I pretty much always read Myrtle's um, stuff. And you know, he talks about and he can't, you know he's not the only one in the Toronto media, but they're all talking about Babcock and the way he's using his players. And how he kind of sticks with, you know, the old pros and um, because I guess that's safe and that's who we can trust. The good men. The good pros. Good, 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 good men. But they're the ones that fuck up constantly. Yeah. Leo Komarov playing like 20 minutes a night is ridiculous. Oh, the other week when someone, uh, you know, hit Babcock up about that and he's like, yo, what's up with uh, Komarov playing 22 minutes? Was it Drake? <laughs> Yo, what's up with Comrade playing like 20 minutes? <laughs> Can you imagine Drake in a leaf scrum? <laughs> I think he probably actually knows more about hockey than you than you think. Um, I think he does too. But yeah, just when when a reporter asked him about that and then Babcock basically was like, oh, did he? Oh, he didn't do nothing. Yeah, you know exactly what he did. Yeah. <laughs> You're fucking putting him out there. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and then there was the, the Freddie Anderson comments, which kind of caused a bit of a shitstorm late last week. Yeah, but that, that had to happen. You know, someone had to call someone out. Um, just because him and, him and Matthews are just such great buddies. I know. Did you see the steering contest? Yeah. It was oh, so yes. uncomfortable. <laughs> it, was, oh. it was so uncomfortable. My um, appreciation for Austin Matthews at the moment seems to be growing on a daily basis. Uh, just in the last game against the Avalanche... Um, there was a goal disallowed for goalie interference. And I mean, we're both kind of confused by this because he just, he was going for the puck that was behind the goalie. Mm, how are you meant to get the puck with your stick if you can't put your stick past the goalie? And it doesn't magically magnetate, well, even, not even a word, but doesn't magnetically go in the goal. You have to push it with your stick. So, obviously, you're gonna, there's going to be some kind of contact, accidental contact between the goalie and your stick pushing the puck into the net. Yeah, and, uh, you know, after the game, uh, one of the reporters asked him, you know, do you know what goalie interference is anymore? And he's just like, he's got that, like, coy smile about him. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> good question. Uh, no, no, I don't. I don't think anyone knows. No. I don't think anyone knows. No one knows what... Offsiders anymore it takes about fourteen hours to make a call. I'm not even. I'm not even going to go there with the whole offside thing. I've been listening to a few uh, different hockey podcasts lately, trying to figure it out, fix it, find ways to make it better. And I mean, personally, I think it's just fucking get rid of offside. Oh, you want to go the Jeff Merrick? No oh, offsides. Oh, oh is, that his, is that his thing? Yeah, he's he wants to go full roller hockey and get get rid of the offsides. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you should still keep the blue line. Um, to keep the puck in? 
Well, so there was another one that's kind of been raised. Oh, well, we don't want to go into this. But no, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Let's just get rid of it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, Austin Matthews with the disallowed goal. And then on the very next shift, I, I think, um, he scored again. And then <laughs> for his goal, Sally, who turns around and points at the goal at the same time as, as what the, the ref does. And there's an awesome photo of it. And it looks, it's just, it looks like a glitch. It looks like a glitch where the player's been replicated twice and one of them's a referee. Yeah, it's almost um, a mirror image. It's awesome. <laughs> I saw a bunch of people on Twitter like after it happened, um, heading up EA Sports, being like, yo, you got to make this a, a custom Sally in the next game. I think that'd be hilarious if it was. Because, you know, they've got like the bat flip and st- and like other things like that, the dab. And so, I mean, something like that, that'd be easy to put in. It'd be freaking hilarious. The ref Sally. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it catches on. I really do. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't really want to talk about the talk about the Leafs too much. But let's talk about their neighbour, the Ottawa Senators. Mm, the tire fire that is the Ottawa Senators, who last week came out and said, talking about Eric Carlson getting traded. Well, you know, Gretzky got traded. Yeah, which I mean, it was kind of like a obviously. Throw a bit of a throwaway comment. Yeah, flippant remark uh, in true Ottawa fashion. Um, And then, of course, in the the greatest um, 10-minute segment on TV in the week, uh, Saturday headlines on Hockey Night in Canada, I believe Chris Johnson said, um, you know, it's like, yeah, he said that, but they're not really going to do that. Come on. That's stupid. But anyway. How good would it be if they did? Exactly. We're living in a fantasy land here. um, And... You know, being down here in New Zealand, we can. We can be on our own little bubble. So, when that came out, we put up a post on our Facebook uh, saying that the yeah, senators were open to hearing trade offers for Carlson. So, we asked uh, our listeners, what would you give them in return? And we got a few interesting ones. Um, <laughs> Cam Green of the BHL is obviously a huge St. Louis Blues fan. Uh, he said, Paul Stassen, Jay Bowmeister, Jordan Cairo, and Jake Allen for Carlson and Anderson. Not bad. No, you not, do, you not c- bad. I had a good chat with him in the weekend, actually. And uh, yeah, he's basically like, oh, they, they're not going to get there with Jake Allen, <laughs> which is true. I believe that. No, no, they're not. And he's shitting the bed currently right now as well. Um, it's a, yeah, I mean, Pareko, he's, he's good, but it's pretty, they would give the Blues a pretty solid top four with Peter Angelo and then Carlson. Is there enough time for both of those guys to play? <laughs> Cause they just play half the game each. Yeah, pretty much. And you're basically covered. Um, <laughs> one suggested a bag of pucks. <laughs> Was that Kyle? was our good friend kyle uh, I, I was surprised he didn't come in with a red wings trade offer clearly being, he thinks bag of pucks is all carlson is being a red wings fan <laughs> um rory matha admiral superfan just said chara <laughs> okay <laughs> but yeah that's that's not gonna work i know he's always taking the piss there um which is funny and then um the man who is basically wheeling and dealing all the time in our Pukia Fantasy Hockey League. 
Sam Miskimmin. Um, he said Nuge could be up for grabs. And it's funny because he said this and then Nuge got injured. <laughs> He's out for like, what was it, four to six weeks? Mm, um, so, broken ribs, cracked yeah, ribs. Crack, crack sternum, I believe. Uh, so, obviously, you can't trade him. <laughs> and The uh, Shirelli would trade him for, not Eric Carlson, he'd probably trade him for Dion Phaneuf. <laughs> uh, this is the thing. I, I, Phaneuf gets way too much hate. The, I don't think it's all that deserved. Um, Damien Tate said Mike Green, uh, Peter Morazic, a couple of prospects and Detroit's first and second round picks. So he going hard for Carlson. Mm. To a rebuilding team, which I'm sure Eric Carlson would love to re-sign with. <laughs> um, it kind of, yeah. I mean, obviously I think that's probably too much for Carlson. And, uh, cause yeah, you don't want to be bidding away like your farm. Yeah. Your prospects too much no especially when yeah like you can't guarantee you're going to re-sign him he's a free agent after next year mm. and if you have tr- you why would he re-sign to a team when a team is technically getting worse by trading all the stuff to him to get him when he could just stay with ottawa wait it out and then go sign as a free agent to a team that hasn't lost anything mm. And then uh, one more, Matthew Jensen. This is one you'll like because it involves trading JVR. Mm. JVR and Komarov and a, cu- <laughs> and a couple picks for Carlson. That's, that's a good offer. I mean, it's a good way to get rid of Komarov. Yeah. Send him to the, uh, to the, uh, the Senators. Where's the um, Michael Ryder, a second round pick, and Yaroslav Halak, which was the on hockey hockey boards for about four years that was the trade that every proposal had in it michael Ryder, a second and your yourself luck for everything because <laughs> everyone was riding high on uh yourself luck at the time yep they wanted to well there was a lot of people that wanted to trade carrie price and keep luck so that kind of worked out well for the for the canadians well kind of did it did it really um, so, what would you do? Would you, if you were Ottawa, do you trade him now or do you hope to re-sign him? Yeah, I definitely don't trade him. I think that's the best way to go. Yeah. Um, I think they, because the, the things that they need to do to right the ship and put out this tire fire and any other metaphor you can think of is, yeah, they... They got to see the season out because all the changes that they need to make to do them during the season, uh, it'd be catastrophic, right? Um, it just, I just couldn't see it happening really, to be honest, you, you need the time to sort of really sit down and figure this, figure this out. Um, you probably need to clean house a little bit. It just kind of seems like there's, there's something not quite right there. Um, and I think it probably starts with the GM. <laughs> yeah, he's um, he hasn't been there long, but he's made he made made some bad decisions. A couple of bad trades. The Alex Burrows one was a bit of a shocker. You know what's funny is so because obviously yeah the Leafs have played them a couple of times in recent weeks, and every time I'm like, huh, 
Alex Burrows is still a senator. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot. Signed a two-year contract. Yeah, and he's just invisible. Um, yeah, just wait it out. I mean, it's a shit year for the Sens fans when they came so close to the Stanley Cup Finals the year prior. Um, so, really, they're probably not... Like, they can't be far off, right? They're not as bad as what they are. Yeah. But they weren't as good as what they were last year. Yeah. They won about five overtime games in the playoffs. and They were riding a wave. Craig um, Anderson. You know, and you've got guys like Hoffman and stuff and Stone. And, you know, they're doing really well. Um, and... You know, I'm hearing people wanting to trade Hoffman and stuff. And it's like, no, you can't, man. You got to hold on to that. He's like one of the good things you got going for you. Um, So, I think if, if what we see, uh, I think we'll see stuff happening in, in the offseason. Um, I actually think it might be a kind of boring trade deadline this year. Well, then you can't trade anyone. There's no... Every NHL team is basically screwed with the salary cap that you can't make any trades. Yeah. And I guess because we all thought that uh, Vegas were going to be like the big sellers, mm. <laughs> but they're not. They'll, they'll be buyers, which is crazy to think. Yeah, it is. Um, so, who knows? Um, I think one one last thing I wanted to mention, um, I'm very happy about this is Rene Rancourt is retiring after 40 years. The triple fist pump punisher. It's just too much. Bruins anthem singer. It's like, I'm sure it was cool back in the day, but whenever I see my team play the Bruins in Boston and yeah, he does his fist pump and there's like, was it like a trumpet thing or something that plays while he does his fist pump? I don't know. It's just, it's super, super American. And, and then he, because he does this much. thing with his hand, he goes one, and then he does, and then he does two, and then he does three, and then sometimes, wow, surprise, he goes four. The oh, crowd goes crazy. That's greedy. Yeah. That's too much, man. That's too much, man. Yeah, he's a bit of a punisher. So goodbye, Renee. I would, what they should do like auditions and stuff like the Leafs did and find uh, like a super awesome young talent. Um, so, yeah. Really, really happy he's going because nah, I just couldn't stand it. Um, but to wrap it up, so I'm looking, I'm looking to book uh, like next round of guests that we should interview on Pakia, right? And obviously, we're going to have old Justin Dangle come in once the um, under-20s tournament is over. Finally. Uh, but I really want to, we really want to hear from you guys um, on who you think we should get. Who should we talk to? Um, obviously mainly sticking with New Zealand here. Uh, I don't know if we can book big names. I don't think we're that podcast. <laughs> Not yet anyway. Just throw the Hail Mary out to um, Elliot. He's a podcaster now. Elliot Freeman. He's part, part of our fraternity. <laughs> He's probably the king of the fraternity to be fair. He's, yeah. Um, I've listened to the two 31 Thoughts podcasts and yeah, they're pretty good. Um, and I like that they're not too long. Mm. like this podcast yeah. i don't like to i don't like going too long anymore because i'm like do people really want to listen to us for an hour and a half probably not 45 to 50 okay that's the wheelhouse that's the slot that's <laughs> that's where we get our garbage that's where how we score our goals around here um so yeah if if there's someone that you think we should uh, be talking to interviewing uh hit us up on uh, our facebook twitter instagram at park Gear podcast you can email us at parkgearpodcast at gmail.com. 
um, or I think on our website, there's even like a contact form. Yeah, there is. So you can you just go to our website, hit the contact form and get in touch with us there. Um, because yeah, we, I really want to get some more people on the show because I quite enjoy, I mean, I love talking to you, Joe, but I, I really like talking to other people about hockey as well. Getting that third voice in here. Hmm. It's a good time. It is a good time. Um, so thanks for listening, everybody. Um, we got to wrap it up because Joe's got to get to work. I got to get to work. Um, I have to change my underpants. It is so hot and sweaty in yeah, Auckland. I'm sick of this shit, Auckland. I just, I'm not sleeping at the moment and it's horrible. Uh, quick birthday shout out because I forgot last week. Uh, Admiral Superfan Jeremy Shilton. Uh, it was his birthday on January 13. And I wished him happy birthday. And he's like, thanks, man. He's like, um, can I get a shout out? And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> and then, of course, I did the podcast by myself. Completely forgot. So, I screwed up there. Sorry, man. But thank you for listening. Thank you all for listening. Um, suggest this to your friends. Get them to subscribe. And, and rate and review us yes. on iTunes. Yes. Get us I, up there. Craig Custance does a big spiel about it in the full 60 podcast that he does so i haven't listened to those yet but like i've got them racked up on my phone and it's like you see all the guests he gets and i'm just like how and when do you get all these people yeah they're it's really good um some of them are a bit a little bit you can pick and choose with the guests but um some of them are really really good justin Bourne one's really good mm. so that's the thing so i want to get more interviews in here because um I think that's where, personally, I think that's when this podcast shines is when we're talking to other people and finding out more about their hockey story and stuff. So, yeah, hit us up and uh, we'll be back next week. Puck here. It's New Zealand's hockey podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud or with your favorite podcatcher. Follow the guys on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Puck Here Podcast. Puck here.